This is the Porpoise Pod with your hosts, Brendan Tobin and Alejandro Solano. The Porpoise Pod, we're breaching out of water. We're doing cute flips. You know, we're, we're doing little click whistles at each other. We're having a good time here, man. You know, it's uh, it's been fun doing this podcast as, you know, the Dolphins preseason is underway. Thank you, everybody, who's been uh, tuning. If you do, if you have found our episode, please subscribe to the podcast, by the way. Uh, do so on all your podcast platforms. And uh, thank you for the support, everybody. We've been having a lot of fun as uh, the Dolphins lost their second preseason game to the Las Vegas Raiders and uh, go into this final week against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll have a couple of joint practices on Wednesday and Thursday before uh, having their final go at games that don't matter. And then we can get into the real deal. But one last thing I want to get to. So we haven't talked much about uh, Tua Tungavailoa's debut yet. Solana was a little bit under, I won't say underwhelming, but it was a little uneventful. It was kind of a, uh, it was just a couple of series, had a nice little throw there to Sherfield. Um you know, got involved with Chase Edmonds there. They tried yeah. to do some runs up the middle with Sony Michelle, but pretty uneventful uh, debut for Tua Tungavailoa. And uh, but it was good to see him out there. Certainly, he said that he's been wanting to play, wanted to play in the first game. Um, you know, was there anything that really stood out to you uh, as far as it was concerned? No, no. And and I saw a lot of people saying it was a disappointing uh, debut for him. I don't want to use those words because it's not like he played bad. What was he? I have it written down here: six of eight. Uh, I think it was 50, like six, yeah, six of eight, like 50, 60 yards. Yeah, and obviously, seven yards. Had that one um, drop, had that one drop by Gasecki that would have uh bumped the numbers a little bit, but yeah, it was, right. it was, it was fine. It was, it was fine. like, it was, it was, I don't want to be in the spot this year where I'm evaluating every two a throw, especially exactly. for two series, right? It's a game different, okay, but like, I'm not gonna see you be like, oh, it's two of the truth because I know, like, if he would have had a great game, yes, I would have definitely been more irrationally happy about it, but don't <laughs> you know what? Welcome to sports, you know, judge yeah. me, whatever. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't a bad performance. No, there, there's no, there's no way you could spin yesterday as a bad performance. You didn't have Tyreek out there, you didn't have Jalen Waddle out there, and uh, and and you know, they're, they're still workshopping a whole new offense. So that's why I'm happy he got some run Tobin. But again, without Tyreek and Waddle out there, I mean, what, you know, what are we watching? It's, what was, it's not uh, the same team. What was the uh, the the preseason atmosphere like there yesterday? Because I know they said they've been talking about it. it was a it's a sold out season tickets, which they made a really big deal of this year. Um, was it packed? Was it not packed? Like, what was the atmosphere like there for for Tua? Bro, I can't believe this. It was. I mean, there must have been. 50,000 people there last night, 45,000 people there. I mean, it was slammed. Like even the upper deck, typically preseason, there's nobody in the upper deck. There was, I'm not, I'm not saying it was a hundred percent full, right? Like this stadium wasn't at capacity. There was way too many people there for a preseason football game. Tobin, I got to the stadium. I normally get to the stadium around three, three 30 for a 7 PM kickoff. So it's like close to four hours before the game. And when I tell you the parking lot, was more full than I've ever seen it, even for a preseason, for a, a regular season game four hours before kickoff. I heard Bad Bunny all throughout the orange lot, which is where I park. And uh, it was crazy. Like, I couldn't believe it. I thought, I was like, am I wrong here? Is kickoff at five? Like, I, I wasn't I wasn't certain what was going on. That atmosphere was wild. Now, did everybody stay through the fourth quarter? No. Of course not. No, that's which was great for that's me. A, that's a ridiculous ask. No, uh, no traffic getting out of there, but it was, uh, it was 45, 50,000 people for a preseason game. 
that that goes to show how hyped people are for this. I, I got to be honest with you, because I got my credential this week. I don't know if I'm going to all the games this year, but yeah. I'm definitely going to week one. I can't wait to see that stadium. I can't wait to see all the Sully and Murphs. I can't wait for them to go home <laughs> sad in their stupid Mac Jones jerseys. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be fun. That's going to be so much fun. Not so, many Raiders, uh, not many Raiders fans last night, by the way. That's like one of those teams that always that travels is, really well. That is a weird one. You know, uh, of course, famous uh, famous Raiders fan is former Marlins third baseman Jorge Cantu. Oh, is he really? That Huge is a Huge Raiders fan, dude. Wow. I didn't think we get a Jorge Cantu, uh, Jorge Cantu reference, but I'm You're always welcome. here for a Cantu reference. Seen him naked. <laughs> Excuse me? Seen him naked in the in the Marlins locker room. I think it was like uh, it was the year where he, Hanley, Mike Jacobs, and Dan all hit 25 home runs as an infield, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it was like one of those sneak attack ones where he like came around out of the tunnel. There's Hori Cantu with all his Whoa. Cantus just and, out there. Uh, were Were you impressed by uh, by Sir Cantu? He was fine. I mean, I was more impressed by his confidence because he was just walking no no clothes. He was just in locker room slides, so obviously wanted to avoid wow. fungus. Wow. So uh, responsible in that regard. Yes, but uh, certainly. I, I am not a fan of going into locker rooms. Like I know that those are back open. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that because football locker rooms, the the ass cheeks. I mean, it is like you cannot get away from it. And yeah. I mean, linemen don't care, dude. They have no shame. They're stinky, and you know, I, I mean, I saw Mark Colombo's ass a few too many times, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not looking forward. To see an Eichenberg's, I got to be honest with you. I saw a couple, couple, a uh, couple cheeks last night in the locker room. Oh. I can't lie. Yeah, yeah. Dolphins you players in locker room. Huh? Yeah, I went into the locker room. I, uh, I tried to get into McDaniel. He had already started. I don't, I don't want to be, you know, rude media guy. Then I photobombed Kim Bo Camper on oh, the CBS Four pre uh, post game show. I got a couple tweets about that, and then I head into the locker room. Saw a couple butt cheeks. Talk to uh talk to Teddy for a little bit and oh and that was a wrap. That was All a wrap. Right. Yeah. Very cool. Did you get anything good out of him? No, I mean, um he had he had already spoken as well. So it was kind of just like ancillary just discussions. So couple uh couple of how you doing to let him know I'm from Miami. Safed Dean was was flirting with all the players as he always does at this <laughs> Safed. Um it's a hobnobber. Yeah, yeah. He likes he likes them to know that, you know, he wants to be their friend. Report, report, reporters are so happy the locker room is back open. Like all these writers are like, now you guys are going to get unprecedented access. And yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. But, but they that, really do. Like know, these guys... you know what else? Yeah. But you know what else we're going to get? Ass cheeks. And I'm not in, I, I'm not in, I'm not into seeing sweaty Eichenberg ass. A ton of ass cheeks. A ton of ass cheeks. Never saw Jason Taylor's ass cheeks. So he got dressed somewhere else. And then he came out so handsome late, you know, perfumed, just smelling great. Cause that happened with the heat too. Like back in the day, D Wade, he didn't get dressed in the locker room, dude. He got dressed in the back. And then he came out. He maybe like buttoned up a shirt or something like that, but he's not getting dressed in the locker room. That's not a thing. Not, not in basketball. Only guy I think I've ever seen ass cheeks on the heat is, uh, is Kelly O'Linux. <laughs> you know, just showing me those Canadian cheeks, the Canadian cheeks, the yep. Canadian ham cheeks. Uh, that, that's, that's interesting. So like they have this, like another room, where these guys can go in and, and, and get dressed. Yeah. Like uh, in the heat locker room, it's a big circle carpet. Mm-hmm. And then there's like these big swinging doors in the middle. Yeah. And so Jimmy's now in the locker. D Wade used to be in, um, maybe he's one over. I haven't been in a locker room in two years. I think he was in this. I think he's in the same D Wade locker. Um, if not, he's one over, but like right next to D Wade's locker was the swinging doors, which basically goes back to the trainer's room. 
And that's always where the stars got dressed. And then they came out to their media. Um, but it hasn't been like that since the pandemic. I mean, it's been all on the podium. Uh, the only thing I say, like, as a guy who like, you know, likes to be boots on the ground with, with stuff, just the thing that I, I think reporters like is just the awkwardness of a press conferences. You got to wait for a microphone. Yeah. You got to, you know, if, if, especially post game, it's made for TV. I think that's why, you know, they like the idea of you get the sidebars, all that stuff. If somebody says something, you then can go back to them for a little bit of uh, some exclusive stuff. You see these experts like uh, the Barry Jacksons, the Arrow Winners, they sidle in there. They get some extra info you didn't get. That's why they are who they are, you know. But uh, anyway, so you got there at three o'clock, which makes you uh, 30 minutes late to see Tua Tunga Vailoa already out there doing his thing because CBS yesterday uh, or I think NFL Network, we mentioned this earlier in the pod, they tweet out this video of Tua and he's just out there by himself. Nobody out there. He's just got like his little plays and he's just out there visualizing stuff. Very Friday Night Light style. And um, people were very, uh, they, they love this because, mm-hmm. you know, they let, they see themselves, they see a Tua Tungavailoa who's kind of maturing getting himself uh, doing the extra work, putting stuff in. And it was an interesting thing because Mike McDaniel was asked about this after the game. And this is what he said. He said, quote, that's why his teammates are so confident in him. And that's why I'm confident in him. And that's why this coaching staff is because it, that is something he has done on his, uh, with his own guidance from his quarterback coach Bevel. Uh, you can see it every day. Coach Bevel has explained to him all sorts of stories of players that he's worked with coming in here this year. That wasn't something that I had heard with Tua it wasn't really his MO just to go ahead go outside the framework of whatever the schedule is and really invest all in on your craft now he's doing that every single day and it really shows in his play it doesn't surprise me I hadn't heard that but he's really been doing something every single day at the beginning of the day he goes out there with the script that's why he's owning this offense and leading us so well and we'll be in good position uh when we really need him in week one so interesting stuff there for McDaniel that he had even heard coming in here, and we had heard some reports about this, that Tua wasn't necessarily the first one in, last one out guy. He was not, uh, you know, Flores apparently not loving the fact how much he loved golf. Um, and now it appears that maybe we have ourselves a more, we definitely see ourselves a, a stronger Tua Tungavailoa, uh, a, a guy who looks like he's getting all his phys- physical strengths back. But now it seems like we're getting a more mature Tua Tungavailoa who is, uh, is, you know, doing all of the extra stuff that Kyler Murray kind of got killed for not doing in that whole contract controversy. What do you make of that stuff from the coaches? Yeah, I mean, I, I do think when you have a regime change, it's kind of like, you know, turning the chapter for everybody. Everybody kind of says, fresh new start. For Tua, that's something he probably was looking forward to. And we've seen from everything he's been saying, he's clearly embracing this fresh new start with McDaniel. So it doesn't shock me that, you know, he's kind of, he's kind of changing his approach to preparing for games. Maybe the way he practices, maybe the way he just approaches, you know, quarterbacking in general. Um, It doesn't surprise me, but I got to be honest, man. Like I don't, I don't take too much into account of the first guy in the last guy out. Like we love that stuff. as I do love it. I do. And, and fans love white, we eat that stuff up. But do you remember when Kobe, um, he lost to the big three heat yep. and he stayed after and he did shoot around for three hours until remember it. I was there. I remember and- it. It was, it was so funny too, because, uh, I was, I, I, okay. So I actually, it was back in the day. So 
old school radio for everybody. So we had a reporter, Josh Friedman. He'd always go do the heat. And then for big games during that era, I would be somebody that would bring somebody else in to do the road. So I did Lakers locker room. And so, yeah. And I remember that was a thing that year. Remember that he couldn't beat good teams. It was right. a thing. You remember right. Phil Jackson? He was a real jerk to spell. He goes, Coach Xbox, Xbox. Shut up, you, 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 you hippie. Phil. You know, Phil. where were you in Montana doing your spirit quest, <laughs> ruining the Knicks? Uh, so, like, um, but, but yes, I remember this. So Kobe does the locker room. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm walking out of there and like, there's like a, people are noticing out on the court. There's Kobe shooting. doing a shoot around. Shooting. And, Listen, Kobe outworked everybody all the yep. time. He was always the best player on the floor, always. But did Kobe Bryant get better that night from shooting? No. And I'm just using that analogy to say that just because you're the first one in and the last one out doesn't make you the best player on any team. Like, it just doesn't. So I'm happy Tua's out there. I'm not making this a negative. I'm just saying I don't take, you know, these, these things – and use them against players or or use them to prop up players. Like if Tua's getting in the work that or last year he was getting in the work that he needed to get in because he was there when he needed to be there and he left when everybody else left, I'm fine with that. Like I, yeah, I but you I'm, would agree I'm totally that fine with that. Look, and I'm not saying Brian Flores handled Tua the best way because certainly you know, it was reported at one point that he had told him, admitted, we're going after Deshaun Watson before the season. They told him that, told that to too. I could get why that wouldn't make me all the way in. But yeah. one of the things Tua has said is that um, he likes that McDaniel doesn't make him be anybody that he's not. And if you're not going to be the vocal Dan Marino, cuss out people, yell at people, then typically the other way you need to lead by is by example. And by your third year, you need to be a guy who's out there showing that you are putting in the work and especially from the standpoint of owning the offense. Like you need to know, like if you see a guy like Mike Gusecki, who's out there, you know, playing extra reps, I think you need to do everything as your quarterback to show that, Hey, I'm out here doing what I can do as well. Especially if you don't think you're going to get the physical reps there either. So I don't know. I do dig it. I think that, that, that I, I seeing that, okay, this was a flaw that was reported. It seems like there was some validity to it, and it seems like he has turned the page on it and that he has gotten the message that I do need to put in the extra work and I do need to put in the uh, amount of studying that is required of this position. I, 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 I find that to be a, 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 a really big positive for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think it is a positive, but Tobin, we've seen all the offseason workout videos. His trainer blew up on Twitter over the uh, over the offseason season. I mean, he's out there working every day. You know what I mean? So a 30-second video of him dancing at the 50-yard line isn't going to change my opinion of, of Tua. Do I like that for my quarterback? Absolutely. But I know he's been working hard because we've seen it throughout the entire offseason. He's putting in the work. He's in the Grove. He's at these high schools. Like, he is putting in the work. And the first chance we got to see him in practice, he already looked better. We do this every year. Tua looked better. He looks like he's grasping the off the offense. He looks like he's connecting with his players. He's being more out there. Like everything we've criticized him for, he is he is working to better himself at. Um, I'm I'm cool. Like he wants to be out there every every game day, five hours before kickoff, 
in uh, at the 30 yard line, just visualizing stuff. If that works for Tua, cool with me, man. Like I'm, I feel I'm like down I'm with kind it. Kind of dismissing it though. I mean, like he was out there. There was nobody there, dude. Like he beat, he beat you to the ballpark. I mean, like, and I feel like you're dismissing. He had a he had a sheet, and he was he was handing it off to nobody. It was it was it was beautiful. What's he Visual. doing out there, Toby? What's he doing? He's, he's dancing he's out visualizing, there, visualizing, dude. He's he, like you know he's 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 doing all these. He is visualizing all things McCoachin offense. You know what he's doing out there? He's racking up his steps on his Apple Watch. He's in a wow. competition. He's in a competition with somebody in that locker room, and he he can't wear the Apple Watch on the field. He wasn't going to be able to get into work because he's going to be on the sidelines for most of the game. He was yeah. just racking up his steps on his Apple Watch. What's he doing out? Come on, he's visualizing Joe. the offense. You can get more work done in a in a in a room watching tape. Than you can standing at the 30 yard line looking out at nobody so except for the guy cutting the grass. So you're claiming that he's show pony and he knew those cameras would be there because he could do these handoffs in the tunnel. <laughs> I'm claiming that Tua Tungavailoa is trying to get brownie points any way he wow. can. Any mm. way he can. And is he show ponying? I don't know. I, don't I think, think you're so. team Skyler. I think you were team, I think you're secretly team Skyler's the limit. And I think I'm, that you want you want him out there. I think you are one of these Dolphins Redditors who's ready to replace <laughs> Tua. I'm not, and that's what pisses me off is that like you can't say anything negative about Tua without people thinking you're anti-Tua. I'm not like I, I think he's well prepared all the time. I don't think Tua, I don't think the reason why we haven't seen Tua be elite is because he's not prepared. It's because he's not out there on the field at 2.30. Like, no, I think two is prepared. I think he knows he, he what he needs to do to be prepared. I'm just saying I'm not impressed by somebody dancing at the 30-yard line with nobody else on the field four hours before preseason game number two. I'm not, I'm not impressed by it. Team Skyler, this guy. Didn't think we uh, were going to hit this one. Anyway, that's our porpoise pod for today, everybody. Uh, we'll be back later on in the week. We'll preview uh, Dolphins and Eagles, joint practices, kerfuffles, scuffles, whatever the hell's going on. We'll uh, have full reaction to it. Solana, even though you're a Tua hater and I didn't know this, uh, I still love you, man, and I'm looking forward to the next episode. And me too. Uh, meet, me at, uh, meet me at Devon Air Park here in Kendall if you, uh, you want to get in some reps, Tobin.